Hello, my lovely witches. I hope you guys are having a magical day today. Welcome to episode 49 of C3, Crystals, Cauldrons, and Cocktails. I am River Kane, and today I'm going to talk about the pentagram. But first, I want to thank you guys so much for sending good vibes to Ren. She got her internship. She is so excited. She is over the moon, you guys. So now she'll be doing that throughout the summer, which is a required thing that she had to do to be able to graduate next year. So she is just thrilled to death. And I'm sure it had a lot to do with you all sending good vibes her way. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next, I have to tell you what I am drinking. And it's not nearly as fun to come up with these drinks without Ren, but this one I call the Pink Pendulum, and it is a tequila drink. It's been a tequila kind of week, and it's got grapefruit in it as well. It might be a bit tart for some people, so if so, just add some simple syrup. I like my drinks pretty tart. Um, It's got tequila, orange bitters, lime juice. I used grapefruit bubbly and a splash of pink grapefruit juice to give me the sweetness that I like. And then I salted the rim of the glass for that kind of margarita type vibe. I'm loving it, but I do need to get Ren's take on it because she likes sweeter drinks. So we'll see what she thinks about it whenever, whenever that may happen. So it's been a really crappy week for me. Um, Work has been crazy. I haven't gotten to play with any of my new stuff for Bats and Bobbles. I did, you guys, I made a new digital download vision board kit after that episode from last week about vision boards. I was like, you know what? I, I could make one of those. So I did that, but I haven't had a chance to get it up for sale yet. Hopefully I'll do that soon. Um, But I actually used it to make my own, myself, a a new vision board that was more witch oriented than the one I did at New Year's with my family, which was more just, you know, what do you want for the next year? Because it was New Year's. Um, So this one, I kind of put a more witchy slant into it and it really helped me. And so I've made one and I'm excited about it. Okay. So also it's already the end of the month, which I can't believe. So we should have a new newsletter coming out. Theoretically, tomorrow, if I can get it done, um, otherwise, shortly. Um, and the, also, there's good news in that it's warming up outside, at least here. I don't know about you guys in other places, but here, it's getting kind of warm and, and sunny. And I've had birds and squirrels that have discovered my bird feeder and my little squirrel tray. So I'm so excited. I'm enjoying seeing the little critters. We have got some super fat cardinals out there, I'm telling you. And my carpenter bees are back. So I've been trying to get outside as much as I can, which isn't much lately, Um, but to go and visit them and they are zipping around just as happy as they can be. So I hope you all are finding that things are going well for you and that you're enjoying whatever is happening in your life right now. Okay. So we've all heard about the pentagram. What is it and why is it associated with witchcraft? Okay, so first of all, what is a pentagram? Well, at its most basic, it is a five-pointed star. Uh, It's been around for thousands of years in many cultures. It's in Western society that it's now been associated with the occult traditions. It is a figure of a five-pointed star, usually made with alternate points connected by a continuous line and used as as a magic or occult symbol. It's from the Greek word pente, meaning five, 
and gramma meaning letter. And the pentagram is a triple triangle that forms the interior of a pentagon. And did you know that the term pagan, speaking of words, I, I discovered this in my, my uh, research today. The word pagan is actually derived from the Latin word paganus, which means simply country dweller. And yet it's associated by Christians with this heinous thing. Oh, you're a pagan or whatever. It just means a country dweller. Uh, So also, if you put a a circle around a pentagram, it's called a pentacle. And in fact, that's a really good way to remember the difference. A pentacle, pentacle has a C in it, and it's surrounded, it's what a pentagram is when it's surrounded by a circle, which also starts with a C. So a pentacle is a pentagram inside a circle. Did you know that Venus, our little second planet from the sun, and its Earth sister planet, it actually traces a perfect pentacle across the sky every eight years, which is Interesting. I didn't know that. According to Dan Brown, who wrote, um, oh gosh, the Da Vinci Code and that kind of thing, he he says that this fact that it does this every eight years astonished astronomers so much that the pentacle became a symbol of perfection and beauty. I thought that was pretty cool. So the history of the pentagram. The earliest uses of the pentagram dates all the way back to about 3500 BC, and that was when Mesopotamia inscribed that symbol on their pottery and other artifacts, and those have been found and dated back to 3500 BC. The Hebrews used the pentagram as a symbol of truth and to represent, and I'm sorry if I butcher this, the Pentateuch, the first of the five books of the Hebrews scriptures. And the Pythagoreans of ancient Greece were fascinated by the mathematical purity of the symbol and viewed it as a sign of perfection. And according to that Greek mathematician, Pythagoras, the pentagram represents the elements earth, air, fire, and water with spirit being the point at the top. And his his followers, which they call the Pythagoreans, saw it as a mathematical perfection, and it would later come to be known as the golden ratio, which math is not my thing, y'all. So there was a whole bunch of mathematical stuff that had to do with the pentagrams, and I'm sure it's wonderful, but I couldn't understand it well enough to pass it on to you guys. Ancient Babylonians used the pentagram to represent the gods and religious beliefs of their culture. During the medieval era, Christians believed that the pentagram symbolized the five wounds of Christ, and it was used to ward off evil spirits. For the first few hundred years after Christ's death, the pentagram was the primary symbol of the Catholic Church. Isn't that interesting, especially now since it's the churches that seem to associate the pentagram with evil? I I found that so interesting. And then it was the church during the Inquisitions that associated it with pagans, you know, the city dwellers, and tried to wipe it out as being evil. In Judaism, the pentagram is the official seal. It was the official seal of Jerusalem at or around 300 to 150 BCE. And in the Jewish Kabbalistic tradition, the pentagram represents justice, mercy, wisdom, 
understanding, and transcendent splendor. There's the five things. For the Sumerians, it represented the vault of heaven, which was Jupiter, Mars, Mercury, Saturn, and Venus. There was a former Roman Catholic priest and later became an occult writer, Alphonse Louis Constant. And he um, wrote a book that, after it was translated, came to be known as the Transcendental Magic. And in this book, he wrote that a reversed pentagram with the two points upwards is a symbol of evil and that it attracts sinister forces. He said that in his book. And that was actually the first time ever that it was documented that the pentagram was in any way connected to evil forces. I don't remember what year that was. And then in the 19th century, occult groups such as the Golden Dawn They said that the point up pentagram represented the rulership of the spirit over the physical elements, while the point down pentagram represented the descent of spirit into matter or matters subsuming the spirit. The pentagram has been used in movies, TV shows, books, and all of that as Satanism or cults or dark witchcraft, black magic, that kind of thing. But In the historical context of the upside-down pentagram, and even the right-side-up one for that matter, that's now changed. Did you know, actually, that the upside-down cross, which is now thought to be the devil work and all of that, it actually used to be the symbol of Peter, the apostle. Um, But these are now seen as rejections of the good power of the the right-side-up part, which I found to be fascinating. It has nothing to do with what it really meant. At the time, it's just the way it's been portrayed over the years that it's come to to have those meanings. And, you know, I I actually like the pentagram point upward. I'm not sure why. Maybe I unconsciously was swayed by movies or what unconsciously, subconsciously. Good Lord. I, I suppose it could have been unconscious. I'm not quite sure how that would work if I were unconscious, but subconsciously swayed by um the media, perhaps. I I also kind of think that with the point down, the two points that are facing up look like devil horns, and maybe that's my issue. I I do know that the Church of Satan uses the upside down pentagram as its symbol. Um, That church doesn't believe in Satan. It doesn't believe that that represents Satan. They're actually more of an organization that's lashing out at organized religion. But so many people are misinformed about it um, that 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 may be part of why the upside down pentagram is associated with the devil. The um, the church of Satan is more about fighting what the organized religions are able to, to do, you know, there should be a separation of church and state and organized religions are able to say, Oh, for religion, we should do this. And so the church of Satan is actually, trying to counter those or, or make prove a point by, um, you know, saying, oh, well, if you're going to have the Ten Commandments in the, the courthouse, then we should be able to have, you know, whatever, some Satanistic thing in there, too. So that's a, that's a whole other issue um, discussion for a later time. Um, one site I found says that inverted, it represents matter above spirit. And that it's associated with gain, which 
I, I can kind of see that if spirit is the top point when it's right side up and you turn it upside down, that you're putting spirit last and placing a higher importance on material things. Maybe that's what it's talking about, but I don't think that's the connotation that goes with it. Uh, but but that could be one way to look at it. The pentagram has also been associated with representing humanity or the human body, representing two outstretched arms, the legs and the head, you know, Leonardo da Vinci's painting. What was it? The uh, Vitruvian man or something where, you know, he's got the five points inside a circle, which actually makes it a pentacle, a pentagram within a circle. Um, but that is the uh, Vitruvian man was painted by Leonardo da Vinci. It's also been associated with representing the five physical senses, sight, hearing, touch, smell, and taste, and the five elements, spirit, fire, air, water, and earth. Did you know there's something called, I didn't, this is another math thing. There is something called divine proportion with all you math people out there are probably going, boy, she's really not bright, but I found this out today. There is something called divine proportion, which is something that occurs extensively in nature. It has the value of 1.168. And this divine proportion is also followed by the pentacle or pentagram. As the star forms, its lines automatically intersect in such a way that each segment is formed following that divine proportion, which was very cool. Hence, the symbol is considered to be extremely powerful. And I think there might be mathematics in magic as well. Um, the energies around us, I think, could be mathematical. And so the pentagram could be a very, very powerful symbol. The pentagram was also the glyph of Gawain in the 14th century romance story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, which they've made into a movie, two movies, I think they've made it into. And the pentagram was inscribed in gold on his shield and symbolized the five knightly virtues of generosity, courtesy, chastity, chivalry, and piety. Which, uh, there you go. Another five set of five things. Okay, so what about modern uses of the pentagram? Well, witches wear a pentacle as an amulet or a talisman for protection and as a sign portraying our gift, our, our craft. Other names for the pentagram are the devil's star, the endless knot, the goblin's cross, and the witch's foot. A magician's pentacle is called the pentacle of Solomon, which I found interesting because the seal of Solomon is actually a six-pointed star, not a five-pointed star. So I thought that was interesting. A pentagram can be used to consecrate the magic circle, ground energy, and cast spells. During rituals, a witch might stand with her arms outstretched and her legs outstretched, symbolizing birth and rebirth, which is the, the forming of the pentagram with our bodies. The pentagram might be drawn in the air using your athame or a wand. Um, the pentagram is the witch's symbol of protection, and it has been used to summon the elements for casting spells, for meditation, for whatever you might need the elements for. Traditionally, the symbol is used in banishing rituals, which is basically a cleansing ritual, and are protective, that, that's a protective ritual that's used to banish negative energy, spirits, and spells cast against you. 
and hence its common association as a symbol of protection. One site says that the pentagram gives you light by kicking away the darkness that has been blocking you from achieving your innermost capabilities. It allows you to wake up from a long sleep with a new perspective on life. That's pretty deep, I think. It encourages you to become the spirit presiding over the four elements, air, which is logic and intellect, earth, wealth and fertility, fire, passion and drive, and water, creativity and wisdom. The pentagram reminds us all that with the right mindset, we have full control over all the aspects of our life. And that kind of brought me, made me think about the vision boards that we talked about. You know, I think it would be a great symbol to put on a vision board. Did you know, actually, the U.S. military uses this symbol as a symbol of war. It's apparently on U.S. fighter jets and hung on the shoulders of army men. I mean, and if you think about it, the five-pointed star is, uh, the medals are often stars representing bravery and honor. And the police badge might be a five-pointed star. National flags, our flag has stars on it, five-pointed stars on it. Um, Then again, a lot of those stars are filled in as opposed to the stars that are made of the lines where you see the lines. You can use the pentagram in tarot. You can use the five points as a guideline for a tarot reading. So you use it as a spread. In other words, you pull the cards and place them on their points on the uh, star, which I don't have in front of me anymore. I think the uh, spirit is definitely the top. And then I think earth is the bottom left. Water, I think, is the top right. And then I can't remember which is fire. I'll, I'll have to go and look that up. But um, air, so air would, the air one, where you put the card down on the air spot, it would represent past influences bearing the challenges of attaining a goal. Earth would be personal hopes and fears related to the desired goal. Fire would be the external forces and energies influencing one's path. Water would be the biggest challenge that one must withstand to succeed. And spirit would be the outcome. So it would be great to use the pentagram as a, as a, a spread. You can use it for protection. You can wear it like in jewelry or carry a, a pentagram in your pocket. You can put it on your altar, which is, I actually have a pentagram on my altar um, for protection and cleansing, but I use it because it incorporates all the um, elements and I need that on my altar when I'm casting spells and focusing on things. It can serve as a seal of protection, a portal through which to channel the energies of a spell through a talisman to wear on your body and an emanation of a witch's connection to the whole of nature and its harmonious alchemy and the manifesting of all things. And then, as I said, on your altar, you can draw or sculpt it, uh, any kind of physical representation of the pentacle or pentagram. And so overall, I, I think the more I read about it today, the more I realized that this is a super powerful tool, especially with all of its connections to the math and how Venus forms one. I mean, how cool is that? 
So <laughs> I think it is a very powerful tool that we can use in our magic. And, you know, it, it can embody all of the elements, including spirit. So I'm not surprised it plays such a big part in a lot of our practices. I do. I think I'm going to start to wear one. So that's all I have today. I know these are a lot shorter when Ren isn't here to banter with me. She always has some fun comments to make. And especially when I go off on these things that are non-scientific and she's like, you know, actually scientifically, da, 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 da. So I do miss her. I haven't even gotten to see her in a long time. Um, maybe she can take a break off to see if she can come over this weekend. I know she's busy, but I'll update you on any news I find out from her. So thank you for listening. You can find us at www.c3witchypodcast.com. There you have access to all of our episodes, our social media. We are on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find our merchandise, our monthly newsletters, and more. Also, if you want to support us, if you like us and you want to help us out, you can find the button to our Patreon on the very first page, or you can go to www.patreon.com slash C3WitchyPodcast, and any support you give us would be greatly, greatly appreciated. In return, we do try to do some fun things for our sponsors, like freebies and bonus episodes and that kind of thing. Another helpful thing would be to leave us a review. Trina left us a wonderful review on the iTunes um, app, and I we thank you so much for that. In the meantime, y'all stay witchy, and we'll be 